Time now for a uh, Deep Dish Sports podcast, and joining me on Skype, it is Mike Carmen from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Mike, I uh, hope you had a, a great holiday. Had an excellent holiday. Hope everybody else did too, and everybody uh, got what they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a good time, and I'm glad you did. Um, we we got a, a Christmas Day matinee game on uh, Friday against Maryland. Uh, for Purdue and man they started out really great and then Maryland closed the gap and then Purdue held on down the stretch uh, Brandon Newman and Eric Hunter led the way um, talk about that game first and kind of work our way back but uh, Brandon Newman obviously redshirted last year he's been uh, better than advertised I guess so far to start the season yeah he's been really good I mean but like uh, everybody else that uh, would be young on the team you know, he said he's endured some in- inconsistencies, which is expected. But, you know, I think overall, when you look at his 10-game uh, body of work, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously on, on Friday, um, stepping up down the stretch offensively the way that he did, uh, hitting some big shots um, was, was big. And, I, you know, I just think Purdue has more of those guys uh, this year willing to, uh, to step up in those situations and and try to make plays. Uh, you know, they they had guys last year, but there seems to be a different vibe about this year's team, and in part because of the the newcomers that are playing. That you know, this is what they've grown up doing. This is what their game has been about over the years. And you know, it, it's good to have different guys step up at different times. As Jay, you know, Jay Nivey went to a stretch in the Maryland game that. Uh, helped Purdue push the lead back out after Maryland had, had closed within uh, two or three. So I think Purdue just has more guys uh, that have that that knack about them to, to to play big in big situations. Yeah, Jaden hit those it was back-to-back threes. I think Maryland had cut it to uh, maybe it was three or something. I don't know what it was, but the back-to-back threes kind of stemmed the tide there and kind of um, – you know, led the way for Purdue there by Ivy. I think, you know, you mentioned that they've got more guys like that. And I think one of the big things that I can remember um, before Carson Edwards, you know, having someone that could create their own shot with regularity was something that Purdue, I mean, I mean, you, you've been following the team forever. I've been a Purdue fan for my whole life, but man, it seems like going back to somebody like Willie Dean, it was someone like that, that, that was able to create their own shot. But now, as you mentioned, you, you've got Brandon Newman, you've got Jaden Ivey, two guys that, that as, as you said, grew up, that's how they play the game. And it's, it's just brings a different dimension to, uh, to the basketball team. And that's not to discount the, the experienced guys on the team because no. Eric Hunter, you're older. Uh, he can do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Sasha's, is known as a shoot as a shooter and uh, can get his own shot if the situation's right. But they do that. they just have more guys, whether it be the freshmen or the older guys, that can do that. But they're also still determined to play through Travion Williams and let you know let Travion kind of dictate some things too, either either by scoring or I mean we've all seen his passing ability and you know they they'll continue to play through the post and I think that kind of opens up things across the court when they do that. Travion, of course, had some foul trouble again on Friday, but, I mean, he's had some some great games and he's got all the talent in the world. But, you know, the foul trouble is, is what's going to determine how effective he is. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then, 
they're, they're going to need a little bit more out of Zach Eady when that foul trouble pops up. You know, Zach got off to a really good start this year, but he he's kind of settled back down a little bit into, you know, he, he he's a freshman, hasn't played a lot of basketball. Um, I just think he needs to get himself a little bit under control uh, on the offensive end. Uh, but as as people who watched the game saw, I mean, he runs the floor really well. He had that thunderous dunk uh, off a of behind-the-back pass uh, from, from Aaron Wheeler. So he's a guy that hustles and is going to put himself uh, in, in the best position possible. But, you know, he's going through some growing pains right now. And you also saw when Purdue, you know, when Williams got in foul trouble, Edie got in foul trouble, that Purdue went small, had a, had a much smaller lineup out there uh, on the floor and, you know, that's something that they'll probably have to do a little bit more of as this Big Ten season uh, goes on. Mike Carmen joining me here on uh, Skype, talking a little Purdue basketball. Uh, we'll get to the Rutgers tomorrow, I know, or the Rutgers game that they play tomorrow. But um, I know we've talked about a little bit this, the first 10 games here, just a little bit. But what else has kind of stood out for me to you in these first 10 games? Uh, they, be, uh, they, they have out-rebounded every opponent but one. Um, Iowa was able to out-rebound them by a couple, but other than that, Purdue's been able to to control the rebounding, uh, especially at the defensive end, and limit uh, a lot of second chance opportunities for for their opponents. That that'll need to continue throughout the rest of the Big Ten season. Um, just maybe how they've grown up a little bit from a handling pressure standpoint. You know, you can go all the way back to the Clemson game and just how they got eaten alive. Yeah by Clemson's defense, it, you know, in part because Clemson was really aggressive. I mean, the other factor in that is he didn't have Eric Hunter. He didn't have Jaden Ivey, uh, Isaiah Thompson, and Ethan Morton, who is still coming back from, from mono, you know, were kind of just left out there to, to deal with it. And, uh, you know, now that you have Hunter back um, and your guard play is a little bit more stabilized, I, you know, I think they're, they're better equipped to handle that kind of pressure. And I think we'll see that. Tuesday with Rutgers and uh, coming up later this week against Illinois where they've got really good perimeter players that will just get up in your shorts and try to to, to bother you as much as they can uh, with their defensive pressure. But, um, you know, the freshmen have been pretty good uh, as advertised um, and they've had their moments, but they've had, you know, they've had their, their growing pain moment, moments as well. Um, but, you know, I think if you look at the, the experienced guys, the, the juniors uh, on the team, um, they, they, they appear to have settled into their roles. I think Aaron Wheeler is a guy that was starting and now is coming off the bench. And I think he understands what he needs to do. He needs to rebound. He needs to play some defense. Um, and that his, his, his offense will come within the framework of the offense. I just don't think he needs to force things offensively. And I think he's doing a better job of just kind of letting things come to him. We will. Uh, we're going to try it and do these weekly, but um, you know, before if we do one next, there, there's two games coming up uh, at Rutgers and at Illinois, and then if you want to move it out a few more for the next five games uh, on the road, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State, and IU, and then they've got Nebraska at home and uh, next Tuesday. But I guess starting with the Rutgers game, what does Purdue have to do to to pull up a, a big upset on the road against the top 10 Rutgers team? Well, they're going to have to handle their pressure because yeah. um, uh, they're going to get after them. And that's kind of how uh, Rutgers has built its program where they, they're pretty solid defensively and they've let the offense kind of catch up to them here 
uh, recently with some of the additions that they've had with Geo Baker and some of the other guys, you know, in Harper that, that, that give them the opportunity to be a little bit more consistent on the offensive end. But they're, they're, they're built a little bit like Painter builds his team where you play defense first and then you go from there. Uh, and they beat Purdue twice last year uh, in part because of their, their solid defensive efforts. Um, so Purdue's going to have to handle that pressure. Uh, they ran into issues at, at Iowa, which is not a strong defensive team, but did play pretty good defense. Uh, and that's hard for me to say because I just don't think Iowa plays any defense. Right. And then if you watch the Minnesota-Iowa game <laughs> later <laughs> on Christmas night, exactly. uh, the, the, real, the real Iowa team came up, showed up uh, from, a, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, but Purdue's got to be able to run its offense and they can't get bogged down. And again, they're going to have to play through Travion. They're going to have to play through the through the bigs, and then things kind of open up from there. But they've just got to be a little bit more efficient offensively, uh, and then have they're they're probably going to need a guy like Newman or Ivy or somebody else to kind of carry them through stretches. You know, I've said this before, uh, not on this show, but uh, you know, I think one of Purdue's greatest strengths is is its balance on offense, but also think that could be one of its biggest weaknesses because. You know, when they're all together and they're all kind of feeding feeding off each other, it's a really good offensive team. But when they're bogged down, they need that they need that guy or two to step up and kind of carry them through a, a rough stretch. And I think we saw that a little bit uh, against Maryland where it was Ivy and then it was Newman. I think they're going to have to have a little bit more of that uh, Tuesday against Rutgers. And then as they get, get through this schedule, get through this tough stretch here, where guys are going to have to just step up and, and, and kind of carry part of the team on their back for a little bit until everybody hopefully can get going. Chatting with, chatting with Mike Carmen here from the Lafayette Journal and Courier talking a little uh, Purdue basketball. Uh, Mike, and then on Saturday they travel to Illinois, and I, I know um, obviously in the Big Ten, every conference, every conference season, you know, protecting home court and you know trying to steal a couple games on the road is the key to success. I, I mean, Illinois, we, we saw them lose the other night, but, uh, I mean, another really good team, uh, in the Big Ten, led by Io and 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 Georgie and some of those guys, but how do, how does Purdue match up against uh, the Fighting Line? Well, I mean, it's going to be similar to Rutgers, where you've got an excellent perimeter team led by Io. Uh, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep keep that guy <laughs> under check because I think he uh, he basically willed them to a win against Indiana uh, the other day over over, over the weekend. So. Uh, he, he's a tremendous player. Uh, Purdue's going to have to, you know, find a way to maybe limit his touches or, you know, maybe pray he has an off shooting night. But they also bring the dynamic of Kofi Coburn inside. And uh, Illinois is the best rebounding team in the Big Ten. And I think this is where Purdue really has to match uh, match what Illinois does rebounding wise. They can't give them second opportunities. Uh, they're going to have to be tough. They're going to have to be physical. You're going to have to get really solid performances from Travion, uh, Aaron Wheeler, Zach Eady, and even Mason Gillis. I mean, they're going to have to be solid. They don't have to, you know, uh, no one needs to score 40 points, but they're going to have to collectively get production from the four and five position, but also play pretty solid defense, but also hit the boards really, really hard. Um, you know, to me, that, that that's what that game comes down to is rebounding. Uh, against Illinois and Purdue's really going to have to to show what it's made of from that standpoint. 
Last thing I'll let you go. Uh, kind of a general Big Ten question. Who who do you think? I mean, we they've played. I mean, it's really impossible to know. I mean, they've been playing for a month or whatever. But uh, who, who do you think so far right now in the Big Ten is is the best? I mean, Iowa obviously is, has the highest ranked team. But then we saw, as you mentioned, what they did at Minnesota and Northwestern's off to a three and zero start. They beat Michigan State. I don't know how good Michigan State is, but uh, what what's kind of been your thoughts on the Big Ten overall thus far? Well, I mean, you hit on a couple of Northwestern off to a three and zero start, and you look at the wins that they've that they've had, uh, Michigan State, Indiana, and they beat a, a fully stocked Ohio State team over the weekend, which, you know, Purdue beat Ohio State, but uh, the Buckeyes did not have their, their right. leading score or rebounder for that game. So, uh, you know, Northwestern has to be the story right now of the Big Ten. Now, it's a 20-game season. How long can they keep it up? Can they keep it up? Uh, I mean, they seem to be built to be able to do it. Um, it, it's, you know, Iowa's got a really good team. They've always had a really great offensive team, but it's hard for me to buy into them solely because, um, of the defensive lapses they've had, uh, in the past and that they continue to have, uh, this year, but they're still an upper division team. Um, I picked Illinois before the, before the year went, and I still like their team because they have the, the good inside out combination and they do play defense and they do, they will get after you and they will play physical. Um, I still like that. You know, Purdue's not, I don't, I don't look at Purdue as a championship type team this year, but it's a, it's a team that can really solidify itself in the middle of the pack by beating the teams that it should and then maybe surprising some teams along the way. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a long way to go in this Big Ten season and, um, I think it's going to be a war at times. I think Michigan State eventually gets back, uh, near the top just because they have this, they have so much talent. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're too good to be where they're at right now. And I think that probably, uh, they, they probably start to head in the right direction here in the next week or so. We'll see if Purdue can get one of those surprises you talked about, maybe, uh, at Rutgers tomorrow night, um, Tuesday night or against Illinois coming up on Saturday. All right, Mike, well, thank you so much for your time and we'll chat soon and, uh, yeah, we'll see how Purdue does these next two road games. I appreciate you having me. That's Mike Carmen from the Lafayette Journal and Courier, and you can find him on Twitter at Carmen underscore JC.